Are you a student? Are you part of Western civilization's system, their school system, the factory? Well, if you are, so am I. I am a senior and I'm just starting to learn about how it's a complete system designed to turn you into a drone, turn you into a mindless zombie that's obedient, that will be a good citizen, a good citizen to support the whole. It will put you in debt, get you a job that will barely pay any bills. And what's more is that I'm learning all about this stuff right now and I have a feeling that big things are going to be happening soon. Right now, more than ever, we need to be going down a spiritual journey. We need, we all need to start going down our own journey through spirituality because I know that big, big changes are coming soon in the world and life as we know it. I have a feeling that people are starting to learn about this truth. I am no, I'm not the first. There's been many before me and there's many to come. And actually, I saw a video. I was just on YouTube to check. I was trying to check something. I was just being, uh, I was just being dumb. So I was on YouTube just before this and there was an ad that popped up, a video ad, and it was Imam Gazi. And I was intrigued because I hadn't watched Iman Gatsi since literally I saw that one TikTok that one of his fan accounts made of him saying to read Reality Transurfing. So I hadn't watched him in a long time. And the reason why I was on YouTube was because I was going to check Hamza's channel to see if he does long form videos, like one hour long videos. And so I clicked on his most recent video and an ad popped up of Iman Gatsi saying something about, saying about all of this stuff, about like there's a whole system designed against you and the school system, all this stuff. And he brought up this one thing of the Greeks, the ancient Greeks kind of algorithm or principles there he said there's five principles that the ancient greeks used that lead to success and aristotle did it alexander the great did it they became great and this whole like ad was just so he can get people into this live event kind of thing. And it's a free, it's basically a free webinar is what I saw it as. And I predict he's going to be selling a course or something on it because I noticed that he was following like everything that I learned from Russell Brunson. His advertisement led into a funnel, which was just a opt-in page and then once you opted in it led you to a a thank you page 
with a video on it that had you go further down and join a WhatsApp group and all that. And so I assume that he's going to be selling something on the event. And I did sign up for the event, but I'm not sure if I'll actually watch it. But the interesting thing is that that popped up. Like he's doing that right now. And I'm just learning about this stuff. I'm just starting to learn about how the school system is rigged against us. I'm, I'm starting to learn about how the school system is so rigged and it's been indoctrinating us. It's been brainwashing our minds for ever since we started going. There's many different, there's a few things that I kind of came to awareness of that it's doing to us. First of all, it's implanting in us a fear of death. This is Western civilization. Western culture, we have a fear of death. Like it's not considered like a normal, natural thing. It's considered like a disease. And I was talking to my friend about that today, and he had read a lot about Stoicism. And he actually said that the Stoics did not fear death. And, the, and w when you're fearing death, you're not really living. You can't live un until you're, you accept death. So fear of death is one of the biggest things that we have to get over as individuals because this, the society we live in has basically implanted that into us. And as a result, we're much less lively. We're much, we don't enjoy life. We don't live life nearly as much because all fears that we have stem from one root fear and that is the fear of death every single fear you have fear of spiders fear of losing your job fear of the unknown everything stems from the fear of death and so it just makes sense that and people are are paralyzed in fear like people tend to be trapped by fear like they try to stay in their comfortable job because they're afraid and so fear is a very powerful tool to use to keep an individual in their place and to prevent them from going and achieving greatness achieving success in their own individual life fear is a great tool to basically motivate a citizen to stay a part of the machine, stay a cog in the greater whole, to maintain the whole vehicle. Because if everyone was just going on, going off to greatness and being successful, going down a spiritual journey, just going for their own virtues, well, then the society as we know it would not be nearly the same. It would actually not, probably not exist as it is right now in this current state. And so in order for our system that we're basically living in to even survive, it needs to put in some things into place in order to keep its citizens as just that, citizens. And one of the things is the fear of death because like I said, the fear of death is basically the root cause to all other fears. 
It's that one big domino. In Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets, he talks about the one big domino that you have to topple in order to believe. So basically, if you're trying to convince someone of Christianity, the one big domino that you have to, the one big false belief you have to help them overcome is the Bible. If you can get them to believe in the Bible, then they'll believe in Christianity. That's the one thing. And so for me, I see like escaping from society or at least educating myself and basically freeing myself from this mental prison, physical prison, all this stuff. There are a few big dominoes that I have to topple, a few limiting beliefs that I have to topple into my mind. Like the inner, and I do this through the inner work. And I see one of the big dominoes, probably one of the bigger dominoes is the fear of death. Which is why I'm after I'm done with the book that I'm on right now, Dancing After the Music Stops, which I'm almost, I'm over halfway done with it. Once I'm done with that book, the next book I'm going to be reading is Die Wise, which I have a prediction. I haven't read like much of it. I just read like the foreword, but I have a prediction that that book will actually help to shed some light on the fear of death and help to give me some insight on how I can actually go about fixing myself because the way I see it. So right now I have a core three, which are the three things that I'm, I'm focusing on in my life. The only three things that I'm really paying much attention or the only three things that I'm focusing on right now. And the core three are, spirituality, which I'm doing through meditation, worldview, which I'm doing through books and documentation, which I'm doing through this podcast, as well as my TikToks and YouTube shorts. And so the way I see it is I learn, it's kind of like a funnel. I learn about many different things through reading. And then I kind of, uh, I apply it or I actually take action on helping myself fix that in my mind through meditation. Or I use meditation to kind of consolidate that and lock it into my mind. And then I document it all on this podcast. So first I read. So for the example that I gave above or before, I read about I have this idea that the fear of death is a huge issue that I need to overcome, but I don't even know how to go about that. So I need to learn more about it. So I'm going to be reading. I'm going to change my worldview of fear of death through reading, get some insights and learn a lot, read die wise. And then when I'm learn, as I'm learning all this, I'll be meditating on it and meditating more to discover more as well as applying it. So one of the things that I did was using this method, I learned about the gateway experience and then I learned that expectations are only holding you back. So then what I did was I added 
expectations into my energy conversion box. So I always place expectations in the box and then I close it off and put it to the side during my meditations. And then another thing I did was add in an affirmation. I hold no expectations for what will or should happen during these meditations. And that tremendously improved that expectations. And I hold very little expectations anymore. So that is an example of me using learning, like adding to my worldview and then taking action on actually doing the inner work in my meditations. And then I documented it just now and I've documented it before on the podcast. So this basically method that I'm doing to kind of just completely heal my brain from all this brainwashing to educate myself and basically get set myself free from this indoctrination that we've experienced. That's the method that I'm doing. And it's, it's a, it's a process, I'll be honest, but there's one thing and there's this one thought that crept up in my mind a few times actually. And it's, I would be so much further ahead if I hadn't gone through the school system. If I just had like an optimal life, I'd be so much further ahead, which may be true, but you can't change the past. And one thing that came up is this, this feeling or this thought came up. Well, once I get through this school system and once I overcome it and once I like get rid of all this junk in my head and even once like the second I'm done, my soul will be so much stronger simply because I made it through that experience. So my soul has the experience of what just happened. So I'll be, I'll actually be a lot better off. So it can go either way. And who knows, maybe it would have been better if I didn't go to school. Maybe it's actually better if, since I did go to school and I have this opportunity to heal. No one knows which way would have been better, but you know what? I can actually choose for myself the outcome. I can actually choose for myself what it will be. And that's one of the concepts I learned in reality transurfing. Like you can never know if a event that happens to you is truly for your good or to your detriment. Like let's say you get fired. You can't know if it's to your, to your good or to your detriment, but you have the right and the ability to choose for yourself, which one will be the outcome positive or negative and you do that through your attitude and so that's the same thing that I'm doing with this school system I I have the right to choose whether it's beneficial to my life or not and I feel like one of my mistakes was lately I've been really choosing the negative I've been choosing for it to be a negative impact on my life when I still have the opportunity to make the choice to have it be a positive impact on my life. 
So that's what I'm doing. And another thing that school like basically teaches us to do is not want is to not want to be right here right now. For example, when you're sitting in a classroom and you don't want to be here, like no one wants to no one wants to be in class. And so school basically teaches you very subtly throughout the years to not want to be here right now, like to not want to be here. And that's why we see so many people like after they leave school, still maintaining that habit of not wanting to be here. Like I always find myself looking up at the clock, like, oh, I don't want to be here right now. And it's gotten to the point where it's just ingrained in my subconscious where I don't even consciously think about it. I just look up at the clock and then see how much time is left. And I don't even think about the fact that I don't want to be here because my subconscious already knows. It's so it's so deep into my identity, into my like self, that I don't even have to consciously think about it anymore. And so this habit is brought with me all over the place. Even during, well, not necessarily during good times, but like all, all the time. And I've talked to a few adults as well. Like I asked one adult and he said, I asked him, do you ever experience not wanting to be here? Like throughout your life, do you ever have the feeling like, oh, I don't want to be here? And he said, yeah, all the time. The only time I'm not feeling that is when I'm at home laying on the couch watching TV. And so I was like, oh, yeah, because that is exactly what school does to you. Like that is one of the things that school teaches. And so as a result, one of the things that I want to tell you another thing, love is like the greatest force of all on this planet like everything is run by love and so one thing that I came to the conclusion of is I need to actually love being at school and it's extremely hard to do I'll be honest but I have to not hate it I have to absolutely love school why you may ask because the very thing that school wants me to do is to hate it, to react negatively, to endure through school and not want to be there. That's part of the, the conditioning. So in order to combat it, since I've made the choice to still go to school, I have 65 days. As of recording this, I have 65 days until I'm done with school. So I've, I've made the condition or I've made the, the, decision to maintain and to finish out the school year to finish out high school and so as a result i i'm basically going there it's already been decided i'm going for the rest of the year or the semester and so in order to like prevent further social conditioning and start to reverse it I have to teach myself to love going to school. I have to teach myself, and it's going to be a process of inner work. I have to teach myself, relearn to love school, which I was telling my friend about that today. I was like, 
I just told him exactly what I told you just now. And he was like, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like, it's like coordination, but even more. It's like coordination on steroids, essentially. And I was thinking like, that is true. You have to love going to school, but it's also, it serves another purpose to start the healing process as well as combat the effects of social conditioning from school. And that'll be extremely powerful and extremely useful tool. I remember in the beginning of the school year, I was thinking that it was going to be an amazing opportunity to practice being in the belly of the beast, in the middle of the pendulum, and practice staying awake, being near a bunch of zombies and staying awake. And it has proven much more difficult than it than I expected. To be honest, I haven't made as much progress on the inner work side during school as I was expecting, but I definitely am starting to learn a lot more and uncover a lot more truths about school. And there's one thing I want to talk to you about. The weirdest, like on my bike ride home from school. So everything was going normal during school. And then when I got on my bike, just to bike to the gym, because I went to the gym right after this, right after school and just things felt so strange. I saw so many weird things and I was like, am I dreaming? Like so many times during that bike ride, I was questioning, am I even dreaming? And I always did like a bunch of reality tests to verify that I was still awake in physical waking life. And I was awake and it was just the weirdest thing. It was also like, I ha- I was the most aware and conscious that I'd ever been on that bike ride. And I was like running my rebel, my resident energy balloon. I was just constantly like running it during that, like pretty much the whole bike ride. And it was just an awesome thing. Cause that was the most conscious and the most aware that I've ever been. And then once I got into the gym, there was like this extremely weird like thing that I experienced. Like there was three old ladies that I'd never seen before that all had gray hair that I don't think either of any of them like really knew each other that well, but I was, I just walked into the elevator and they were there and they were like talking to each other very strangely. And then like they were, I was like walking behind them and walking towards the locker room and they like got to the women's locker room and this one lady was just like, like, I don't know. It, It was just a very weird experience. And I just like, whoa, what is going on right now? Am I dreaming? Like I was constantly like questioning if I'm even dreaming right now. Cause that was just extremely weird experience. And so, so many times today, I was like, whoa, am I dreaming? Which is very inspiring because that was just like popping up randomly. I wasn't intentionally trying to do that. Which is like, that's exactly what needs to be happening during my actual dreams. When I see crazy, weird things, I need to be thinking that. So that's a good like habit that, it's not even a habit because I haven't really intentionally 
practiced it, but that's something that is happening. And then on my bike ride home, similar, or even in the gym, like a lot of the times I was like, there's a lot of weird things. And then on my bike ride home, a similar thing happened, just weirdness. I was conscious like the whole time. And then I came to this realization that like my reality kind of feels like a dream right now. Like everything kind of feels like a distant memory. And that only happened, like that actual thing only happened for a few brief moments. Like there were a few brief moments where like my physical reality, my current reality right now actually felt like a dream or actually felt like a a past memory, which was actually very inspiring because I then realized that I don't know if I read it in Transurfing, but I'm pretty sure I heard that if you get to a, a point like that where you're like everything feels weird and you kind of sense change, that is good because that means that changes are happening on your lifeline and you'll be able, like that means you're moving closer to your goals. Excuse me. And so I did all that and I was extremely present during during my bike ride and then there was a lot of times where I was thinking that I had like higher levels of awareness, higher consciousness and it just felt like it too. I was like so ready to get my meditation down for the next like the next meditation that I had. And then once I got home, I started cooking and I literally just fell asleep right away. I just lost all that consciousness. I don't know what it was because I was asleep a lot of the day at school as well. I think that when I'm at school and when I'm home, I lose, I am very low consciousness. Like I'm very low level of awareness. And then I hit my meditation today and I was like falling asleep. It was... I was like losing focus a lot, but I always kept bringing it back like fairly, fairly quickly as well. So that's another good thing. Cause before I was like, I did, before I knew about this, every time I would bring like my focus back or bring my attention back to the middle and actually wake up before I knew about that, uh, this one thing that I'll tell you in a moment before I always like got disappointed because I had, I had fallen asleep and I got disappointed because more and more I was bringing my attention back and I was disappointed because that meant that I fell asleep. But then I realized that it was actually good because I was like waking, I was waking myself back up, but that was it. And then I realized that in Transurfing, I reread one of the things where he said it actually doesn't matter if you f- fall asleep or not. What matters is the habit to always bring it back, always bring your attention back. Like that's what matters, the habit to bring your attention back. And so like I'm actually very glad that even though today's meditation or at least uh, after the afternoon's meditation was not very successful in the means of my focus because I was literally falling asleep the whole time. Even though 
it was not it objectively it wasn't very successful i see it as very successful because i'm sh- proving to myself that i have developed this habit to bring my attention back more and more which is very relieving because i remember the stage when i just decided to focus on waking up and it was like a couple months ago like five months ago maybe four months ago I had just started reading Transurfing the second time and I'd made the decision to wake up. And in the beginning, I was waking up maybe like four times a day. And then slowly but surely, I was waking up more and more times during the day. And I had to like use a lot of my willpower. Like I, I had to manually do it a lot. And I remember those were probably like the toughest mentally challenging days. Not like, not like, not like how it is now where I'm like mentally torn because I'm going to school, even though I'm learning that school is destroying my soul. It's not like that, but it's like I'm waking up and I'm like, it's a mental challenge. It's a, it's, it's like a healthy challenge. And so those were like the hardest times, like mental challenge wise even though it was very healthy and but it was so worth it because now I have the habit I have the habit to always wake up now I had to develop the habit to always wake up especially during times when I I know that I'm I have a tendency to fall asleep often which are during school as well as at home because on the bike ride, I've proven today that I was the most conscious I've ever been. And I have a feeling that it's going to get better and better because this gateway experience is actually changing the game for me. Me meditating with the gateway experience is actually radically changing things because I'm starting to like literally even during my dreams, I'm starting to remember it a lot more and I'm way more conscious during my dreams even though I've only had one situation in the past like month where I was like lucid I can tell that I'm getting a lot more like I'm a lot more it's better and better and so that's like the gateway experience is exactly what needs to happen So like lately I've been really locking into my spiritual journey and it's for good reason because I'm really starting to believe that I'm more than my physical body and I'm really starting to believe that it's those that educate themselves, those that radically, that allow the truth to destroy themselves over and over and over again. And those that chase spirituality and go on their spiritual journey are those that are actually successful. My first time reading Transurfing, I couldn't handle the truth. I'm going to be honest. I I stopped reading it. And And then I started again, but then... It was still hard, but I was able to push through it that that time. And I read it two times, but then I read Dancing After Music Stops and I was reading, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, but 
he said that basically allow the truth to destroy you. Like always chase the truth and allow it to destroy you over and over and over again. And that was really what I needed to hear because now that gives me something to lean on to. Allow the truth to destroy me. Because it's good. Like that's a good thing. That means that I'm going red pill and I'm like actually exposing myself to all this stuff and I'm actually learning about this stuff. And tr- the truth will set you free. I'm pretty sure Jesus said that. The truth will set you free. So always chase the truth and always get better and better and better. So this spiritual journey is like the more and more I read about it, the more and more it confirms my suspicion of how just how valuable it will be for my growth as a human and growth as a soul. And I'm, I haven't yet achieved any crazy events other than one unusual event yesterday in my meditation where I had an instant moment of light shining into my eyes, even though my room was dark. No one came in my room. My room is basically locked and my room is pitch black because I haven't optimized with curtains. So my room is pitch black. There was no way I could have had light shine in my eyes. So it was all in my head. And so that was like the first weird thing that I had with um, meditation. And I've been doing this for a little over a month, but I think that now is when I'm starting to, can I'm going to start experience a lot more um, interesting things because the whole first month of meditating with the gateway experience was just focused on focus 10. And I don't think that you really experience much in focus 10. And then focus 12 is when you start to experience things. And so I had that one experience yesterday and it was just for an instant, just a moment where it, my whole entire like eyes lit up, like my eyes were closed, but like my entire screen or my entire like mind, like imagination or my inner screen that I was like, it's usually just black, just instantly lit up with light and then instantly left once I came conscious of it. And so that was uh, experience. And I haven't experienced anything other than that, but you guys are going to be listening along the way. The documentation. This is an extremely valuable thing that I'm doing for myself and for you guys. And I'm so grateful that I started documenting when I did because I started documenting maybe like a, uh, a week or a month after I like started getting decided to like get into business. And so I'm basically documenting my entire entrepreneur journey because I have been like really the only real action that I've taken has been documented on this podcast for entrepreneurship. And this is like, I just started getting into spirituality. So this is going to be documenting my entire spiritual journey as well. So it's going to be cool to show you guys like step-by-step what I'm doing as well as my progress. 
like to show you guys just that you can do it as well. Like I'm, I'm a normal person. I'm starting to like excel a lot more and starting to push against mediocrity. So I'm starting to become great. But one year ago, I was just a normal average kid. And I say average with the truth that average normalcy, normalness is mediocrity. Why is it that we live in a society where it's normal and okay and it's actually better to be mediocre in the social sense? Because the moment you start doing excelling, people like raise their eyebrows. People kind of move away. We live in a society where it's considered normal to be mediocre to do nothing in your life, to be average. When I, w- I want to mention, bring up that ad that I saw of Iman Gatsu, where it's, it's actually in Greek, in ancient Greek, I'm sure that it was considered normal and average to be great and to excel. Like I'm sure they're definition of normal or average was light years ahead of ours. So it's all about a, it's all about your environment. And that's one thing I read in Dance After Music Stops. How can you expect to be nothing other than mediocre if you're surrounded by mediocre objects, mediocre job, mediocre house, mediocre car, mediocre husband, wife, mediocre kids, like all mediocrity. If you're surrounded by all mediocrity, how can you expect to be great? How can you expect to be nothing other than mediocre? And that's something I realized I am surrounded by all mediocrity. And I'm starting to phase it out of my like worldview. I'm starting to not notice it as much. Like, especially when I first got, uh, when I first like stopped going on my phone, I would notice people on their phones all the time. But now I don't, it's not really a part of my attention anymore. I don't pay much attention to it anymore. And that's happened with many different things. And so I'm wondering like, what can I do to, kind of phase out all this mediocrity because I'm still financially dependent. So I can't just like, actually I could move out, but that would be, that wouldn't be normal, right? Like that wouldn't be like, I'm, you guys can see that I'm still under the influence of social conditioning. I still have a long path ahead of me of fixing of like, healing myself from all this because I'm still too scared to make the leap. But I don't know because maybe I'm holding on to something. Maybe I'm taking advantage of this because I have all the resources I need to be successful right here, right now. So I might as well gain success right here, right now, because I've got a lot of things that if I just move, if I just moved out, I probably wouldn't be able to do. For example, podcast. I don't have a MacBook. I don't have a computer. I just have a PC. So I wouldn't be able to bring that around with me. Another example, 
Well, actually, no, that's not right. That's not true because I could just go on my phone and record the podcast on my phone. So that's another excuse. Another thing is meditation with the gateway experience. But I could just bring it. It's another excuse. So I, I don't even know. Things are... I'm I'm starting to like destroy my limiting beliefs. And I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. This is a crazy world that we live in. And like I'm learning that we're all like the world is dying. Like I, I always knew that global warming was a thing. I always knew that that global warming was going to kill the world. But I never really cared to be honest, because I was just, I was just a normal average person, right? No one cares about global warming. They all have the knowledge. They all have the intel, like information. They all obtain the information that yes, in like the year 2050, the world's going to die or, or whatever. Everyone, like most people know that global warming is a thing and it's going to wipe us all out. But no one really cares. And I I was the same up until maybe a week ago. Now I'm starting to realize that this is actually like legit. I always knew it was legit, but now I'm starting to realize that like that's in 10 years. I won't even be 30 when the effects start happening. Maybe I'll be 30. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be 30 when the effects start happening in 2035. So, and it's also the thing that Gene Pascal Riemann, the author of Dancing After the Music Stops, he constantly reminds us, he constantly says, there is no hope, yet there is only hope. We are all, like, the world is surely going to collapse. Yet there is a hope that we can make things better. Like, we are on course to a guaranteed demise of our entire world. Yet there is still hope. And I am unsure what that hope is, but Gene Pascal Riemann constantly reminds me. And he had read all of these books in the Ultimate Reading List for Human Beings. He read all those books, and he is basically passing on all the knowledge. Not all of the knowledge, but he's passing on a lot of the stuff that he learned in his book, Dancing After the Music Stops. As well as on his website, The Most Beautiful World, he passed on the entire reading list that he recommends reading. And he said, start with Die Wise. Which I, I've only read the introduction to Die Wise and I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to start it until I'm done with Dancing If the Music Stops. But I had bought all the first... Se- uh, actually, that's not true. I bought like five of the books. I bought Journeys Out of the Body... Uh, which is like number 130 or something. It's really far down on the list. I bought 250, which not even on the list. I bought Dancing After Music Soft, which is not on the list, but he did recommend, he did say, check it out because he wrote it. And then I bought the first, like within the first 10, 
Die Wise is number one. Come of Age, I believe, is number two or three. And then Ascent of Humanity is two or three or something like that. And then The Egypt Code is maybe like five or six. And so I, I believe that Die Wise is probably the first one that I should read. And then Come of Age and then, or no, Die Wise, then Ascent of Humanity, and then Come of Age, and then The Egypt Code, and then Journeys Out of Body. Or I, I want to read Journeys Out of Body soon. So I don't know. I'm not going to plan all of it. All I know is that I want to do Die Wise right now. Because it's so interesting that, like, I just, like, I don't even think Gene Pascal Riemann brought it up. That the the root of, oh no, Gene Pascal Riemann did bring up that we have a fear of death in our society. But then I brought it back to this one thing that I learned. I'm pretty sure I learned it in a book called Tools. And it's like a psychology book. And I, I read that the root of all of our fears, the root, like, the root of all of our fears is the fear of death. And so the simple fact that I had never even thought of that, like seriously, I've, I've known it for a long time, but I didn't really give it some serious thought. Now that I'm starting to realize like we're in a world of conditioning, I'm starting to become aware of all this stuff. It just seems like the fear of death, since it's the root of all fears, since fears are what holds me back. Like just earlier, I listed all the reasons why I couldn't just leave and move out right now. But then I debunked them and that just shows my limiting beliefs as well as my fear, fear of the unknown, fear of moving out, which all roots from the fear of death. And so if all of this stuff is rooted from the fear of death. If that's my one big domino, maybe the fear of death is the root of all limiting beliefs. If that's my one big domino, it would make great sense to learn about that next. To really lock in on dying and death and really heal myself in that regard because other other cultures throughout time they didn't they never feared death like there are other cultures that did not fear death and that it was part of like their culture and they celebrated it rejoiced it yet our culture sees it as an ill like sees it as a disease that needs to be cured so it sees it as something unnatural and that's resulted with us being in a fear of it so it just makes sense to start to destroy that fear. It's all about doing the inner work and healing yourself from this civilization, this culture, this conditioning that's been put into our minds for years. So when you start doing that inner work, you begin to heal. Then that allows you to actually gain success. Iman Gazi said, most people don't do the inner work and that's why they're not successful. Like most people that are coming up to success, like me, right now I'm on the coming up. I'm on the come up. 
most people don't do this inner work. Like if I was just doing the physical work, like podcasting, I will not have nearly as much success. I really believe that the inner work is everything. I believe that the inner work will carry me. Like the inner work is 99% of the reason why I will gain success. Yeah, I'm podcasting. To be honest, I'm not doing much. I'm not doing thumbnails. I'm not editing. I'm just like editing the sound to make it higher quality. I'm not doing anything. Like literally all I'm doing is post, like recording the podcast and then posting it. That's it. Like I'm doing very minimal work. All I'm doing, like my entire day is dedicated to the inner work. Reading all this stuff, destroying these world, destroying this worldview that I have, getting, discovering the truth, allowing the truth to destroy myself. It's all dedicated towards the inner work. The truth will set you free and it's all about the inner work. I'm starting to get ideas of going into solitude retreating into nature on my own and being in solitude for years months or years with nothing but a few journals a few pens and maybe a book or two that can that i could study like transurfing or other books as i learn more i'm starting to get those ideas renting a cabin in alaska and staying there for six months in solitude. I don't know the logistics of how it would work, how I'd get food. Maybe I'd have to hunt. I don't know. I don't know how to hunt. I've never hunted before, but I would figure it out real quick if my life depended on it. With just solitude, just me in nature, discover the truth. And I'm also getting other thoughts. Like as I'm reading Dance After the Music Stops, he's telling all the stories. He's saying a lot of stuff. I'm getting more thoughts of adventure, going on my own adventures throughout the world, doing crazy things. Like there's one story that he talked about when he was in like, I don't know where he was. He's somewhere in South America or Mexico. Uh, and he was driving his Jeep and he was surrounded by a gang of kids or n- probably not kids, but like a gang of like guys. And he was talking about how people like society, Western society would say, just give up everything. Just give them, give them your wallet, give them your computer, give them everything. Just give it up. Just save yourself, save your life. And that is, that is another thing that's stemmed of the fear of death. It's stemmed from the fear of death. And you know what he did? He was surrounded by a gang. They could take him out in one moment. Pretty sure they had guns. And instead what he did is he literally just said to the leader or whoever was near his door, he said, he gave he he handed him like a 20 a 20 dollar bill or however much money that is the equivalent of in that country's money and then he handed that to him and said 
go over there and buy everyone some beers. And so he literally did that and went into the store and bought everyone some beers. And then he was literally admitted into their gang for $20. He just bought them some beers and that's it. And he was let like out just for that, which is crazy because he could have just given them everything, given up everything, but instead he doesn't have the fear of death. So then he decide he just decided to do something crazy. And in the beginning, he would in the beginning of the book, he was talking about how people, when he decided to like go out on his own and adventure the world, people said, Oh, you'll die. Or like they basically said a bunch of times that you'll die. People have such like it is so ingrained in us to have a fear of death that we don't want to start living. Our fear of death is preventing us from living. So, like, even now when I'm trying to convince you guys of this, how powerful the, how much the fear of death is holding us back, it's really starting to make me really want to get into this. Like, this is the next phase in my spiritual journey, of my inner work journey. And when I'm going to be honest, when I first started recording today's episode, yeah, I wanted to focus on, I was going to read Die Wise, but I wasn't nearly as convinced as I am now of how important the fear of death is, which is, it just goes to show how valuable the third piece of my core three is. The core three is worldview, spirituality, and documentation. Me, I am proving to myself over and over and over again how valuable documenting is for myself. Not even talking about you guys. Simply just for myself because I am teaching you guys, which is actually strengthening and solidifying me. And then when I get into the flow, I start bringing in random things and making a bunch of connections. And then I start like, reminding myself of a bunch of stories that I heard and reminding and keep on explaining a lot of stuff. Documentation is actually so valuable. It's extremely valuable. And uh, like many times throughout the past couple of weeks, I've been debating whether I should maintain a one hour daily podcast or cut it down to like 10 minutes, 30 minutes or cut it, cut out to every other day, once a week. I don't know. And after today's episode, I think that I'm going to maintain the one hour daily. It may be hurting my quality, but it's definitely helping myself improve a lot faster. Just for what I said before, when you teach, when you explain, you strengthen your own understanding. You get a much greater understanding for whatever you're learning. And it's only going uphill from here. It's an uphill from here. Because 65 days until I'm not at school, I'm getting closer and closer. And actually over the following weeks, I'm going to be, lots of things are happening next week. I basically have school on Monday and Tuesday, 
and then half of I get this I have I get to school at 10 a.m. on Wednesday and so basically I and then I have no school on Thursday and Friday and then I have the weekend so I have a four-day weekend next week so that is like a huge break already in of itself even on the two normal two-day weekends I grow so much I learn so much because I literally read all day and I feel like my podcasts are higher quality on the weekends because I am learning a lot more so I can say a lot more. So next week is like four day weekend. And then next month I'm going on a one week long vacation. So what that means is that I'm going to not record at all during that entire vacation. I'm going to take the entire week off. And what I'm going to do to prepare for that is right now I have seven episodes scheduled ahead of time. So now I have to get another seven to make up for that. So over the next month, I have to get to 14 scheduled episodes, which is going to be the most I've ever had. But it'll be worth it because then I'll have that entire week off and a week of refresh, a week of rest is essential Rest is essential for creative work, for work in general, but especially creative work. And I'd say this is creative work. And I I originally learned about this concept of how valuable rest is when I back when I was playing video games. I would literally grind out this video like video games all day, every day, all week. And then I remember one time when I was playing this one game for so long literally every day and then I had to take like a week off and then I was so much better when I got back like yeah I was a little rusty when I got back but once I got the rust off and got back into it I was so much better like rest is actually so valuable and so in 65 days I'm gonna be done with school but in one month in like 30 days I'm going to be taking an entire week off. And it's higher week off. Which is the most I've ever taken off ever since I started podcasting. So that'll be huge for me. That'll be huge for my growth. And it'll be huge for my spiritual journey because I do plan on meditating every day at the beach during that time and I I plan on getting to pretty advanced at focus 12 to the point where I can evoke it without the tapes and I actually think that I can evoke it without the tapes already because over the weekend I did I was just laying on my I was just like in silence in solitude in my room over the weekend and there was just this point of time where I was like oh I might as well meditate but I didn't want to put on the actual headphones so I just meditated normal and I achieved focus 10 easy and I believe I reached focus 12 because I felt like my consciousness expanding and I don't know if that's just something that my mind is doing like just what but I I like to think that it is me entering focus 12 that that kind of feeling that I get like a tingling sensation that I'm my mind is actually expanding that's that's what I feel when I get to focus 12, my a tingling sensation in my mind of expanding. 
And I feel that when I get to focus 10 or not 10, 11, when I say 11, and then when I say 12, I feel it both times. And then when I leave focus 12, I kind of feel like the reverse. It's like, it's like, um, coming back in. It's like a weird sensation I can't really describe, but it kind of feels like the opposite of that. That's the best way to describe it. Um, I feel that going from 12 to 11 to 11 to 10, but that's it for today's episode. So And also, before I wrap it up, I want to say one last thing. I do have off days. And today, I expected to be an off day, but like I was, I came downstairs to start recording. And when I sat down, I just did not want to record for some reason. I, I was starting to like jot down my notes and like nothing was coming to mind. I was writing down a few things, but not enough. And that's why I got on YouTube because I was just being dumb and I wanted to distract myself. Yet I still managed to make a pretty good episode, I believe. So everyone has off days. And I, over the past couple of weeks, I remember like, I remember thinking, what will I answer people when I'm successful? When they ask the question, did you always think you were successful? Because I remember James Clear said that if you were to ask him or if you were to tell him that you were from the future and you and you told him that you he made New York Times bestsellers list, James Clear would have like cried in relief because that that was how much he knew that he was going to be successful. And so I'm kind of thinking that like no one knows that they're going to be successful. No one knows like truly they're not hundred percent confident, but they do it anyways. And they get success. Like everyone who's ever experienced any success during their period of coming up, they don't know. And I'm in the similar situation and it's those who actually push through and continue on who actually gain success. So that's it for today's episode. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.